0: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy, and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. And you can quickly replenish your magnesium levels with my Essentially Whole Magnesium Restore supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Use promo code PODCAST and get 10% off your entire order at drmarisa.com magnesium. Now I'll have the link in the show notes for this episode to make it easy. Go and try it out today. Intermittent fasting continues to be all the rage, but... What if we got the timing wrong? What if skipping breakfast was not the most ideal for our body? And what if skipping dinner or having a smaller dinner earlier in the evening had a greater metabolic impact? Now current research points to the endless benefits of intermittent fasting no matter which one you choose to embark on based on your life, your lifestyle and your body. But the most recent research published in JAMA in August of 2022 demonstrated that early time restricted eating was more effective than eating in a 12 hour window during the day. Now the benefits of early time restricted eating include controlling blood sugar, creating more sensitive insulin levels, enhancing metabolic flexibility, fighting inflammation, enhancing heart and brain health, weight loss and management, prevention of chronic conditions, enhanced sustainable energy, and supporting mood swings, depression, and anxiety. And here's why. We now know that eating meals during the day while the sun is still out is optimal. And this is because we are in a more thermogenic state, a more metabolic state during the day based on our circadian rhythm. Now, since our body's biology hasn't really changed much since our ancestors thousands of years ago, well before we had electricity and Netflix and we could stay up all night long, Our body significantly winds down metabolically on a cellular level as the sun goes down and we naturally become more insulin resistant in the evening. We simply have not evolved to adapt to our crazy modern lifestyle and it's having a massive impact with over 133 million people struggling with insulin resistance in the US alone. Now, if you've ever worn a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, you will notice that the later in the evening you eat, especially after 7 or 8 p.m., the more your blood sugar will rise after your meal. And that's because we are just more naturally insulin resistant. And since we have a slower metabolic state at this time, we tend to store that meal as fat versus burning it off. Unless you are someone who does a lot of late night working out, which is not me. So the newest research in JAMA suggests that if you're gonna skip a meal, let it be dinner, or aim for a smaller dinner earlier in the evening. And that's what I'm doing. That's literally the name of the game for me. Now you've probably heard the statement, eat breakfast like a king or queen, lunch like a prince or princess, and dinner like a pauper. The goal is to eat when the sun comes up and finish eating when the sun goes down. Eating in line with our circadian rhythms can make for better weight loss management, also improve sleep, healthier blood sugar levels, and more energy. And as I mentioned earlier, this type of fast is called early time-restricted eating, or it's also been called reverse fasting. Now, reverse fasting is a little bit different from the traditional type of intermittent fasting because instead of eating dinner around 7 or 8 p.m. and skipping breakfast, you start your fast earlier in the day, preferably around 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., and then fast for 12 to 15 hours. It can easily just be 12. And this subtype refers to the scientific literature as early time-restricted eating or just time-restricted feeding, researchers have found that this type of fasting to be superior to fasting at any time. For example, the results from a study on breast cancer survivors showed that starting your fast early in the evening before 8 p.m. was better than after 8 p.m. In that study, researchers asked breast cancer survivors to do a 13-hour fast and found that with just 13 hours between the last meal of the day and breakfast, people started losing weight and having 30% reduction in breast cancer reoccurrence as opposed to people who are eating freely and when you think about it this diet is as simple as it gets you just eat dinner at 6 p.m and then you eat breakfast at 7 (laughs) a.m that is the long and short of it so now that you've got the breakdown of how early time restricted eating works let's talk a little bit about the power of circadian rhythm now the concept of reverse fasting or early time restricted eating is really about using the power of the sun and your circadian rhythm to inform your eating and sleep wake schedule Many people have heard about circadian rhythms. I've talked a lot about it on the show. I've had experts talk about it on the show. But did you know that we have a circadian rhythm in every single one of our cells? Every single one of our cells is running on this clock. Now, all of your cells and organs have clocks that determine when our genes should be turned on and off. If it makes sense that you can't do all the actions in the body all at once, right? That would be crazy. If your cell is having to do all the things all the time, gosh, it sounds like women. they don't, right? They have genes that go on and off or they dim lower and higher. So when the sun goes down, usually actions of digestion are turned off and the actions of repair and restoration are turned on. If you eat late at night, like a late night snack, you might get slower digestion, inappropriate acid production, and more insulin resistance. This leads to fat gain, GI symptoms, and even type 2 diabetes. But in the morning, shortly after sunrise, the digestive genes kick on again, which is why eating breakfast and not dinner is a great option for those looking to promote optimal health. Now, if you're intrigued by the concept of reverse fasting or again, that early, early fasting and living in harmony with your circadian rhythms, here's how to get started. Plan to do a reversed fast daily, meaning you leave 12 to 13 hours between your early dinner and breakfast. For example, push back dinner to 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., and then plan to break your fast around 7 a.m. the next morning. And in between that time, you can have tea or water, even black coffee in the morning before you have that first meal to break your fast so that you are in that fasting state that entire time. And if you are just getting started with intermittent fasting, I want to just share three ways to set yourself up for success when applying intermittent fasting to your life and your body. So, I shared these about two months ago and I just wanted to share them quickly again so that you have a couple of strategies to really rock this out. And these are the strategies that I do every single day that really allow me to get the most benefit of having metabolic flexibility, making sure that my insulin levels stay sensitive, my blood sugar levels stay stable and that I feel energized throughout the day. So number one. Before you start fasting, make sure that your last meal of the day is high in protein, low in sugar, and low in refined carbs. That way you don't activate your killer craving centers in your brain and you end up eating a bunch of late night snacks. This is especially true in the evening, obviously, right? How often have you wanted to start intermittent fasting at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m.? but then you ate a really carb heavy pizza dinner and found yourself hangry late at night, like at nine o'clock before going to bed, right? If your meal has adequate amount of protein, you are going to feel so much fuller, longer, and you're just setting yourself up for success for that 12 hour circadian fast, or maybe it's that 13 to 15 hour fast, whatever you end up choosing. And now it's so important to get sufficient protein. I'm talking about 0.75 grams to one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. For instance, a woman weighing 130 pounds and has lean body mass of 100 pounds, I recommend between 85 to 100 grams of protein per day. And you want to break that out pretty equally between meals, meaning breakfast needs to have a sufficient amount of protein, lunch, and then that early dinner before, you know, before 6.30 or 7 p.m. And make sure that you're also pairing that with healthy fats and tons and tons of fiber. We want a metabolically healthy meal here. So lots of different types of veggies, fruits, nuts and seeds, you know, so that you are really supporting your microbiome as well. Number two, when you break your fast with your first meal of the day, ideally it's in the morning, ideally it's breakfast. I'm hoping I'm pleading that case today and that you're saying to yourself, okay, Marisa, I'm gonna start doing breakfast, all right? This was hard for me. I had skipped breakfast for a long time. I've been doing intermittent fasting for a while. Obviously, I stopped when I was pregnant and I stopped when I was breastfeeding for a long time, but I went back to it. And again, skipping breakfast felt like the easy thing to do, but I felt like I just wasn't getting the energy that I needed. I just knew something wasn't right and as i wore the cgm it became so clear that i needed to push dinner back earlier and i needed to start breakfast in a really metabolically healthy way and wow did i see major shifts and changes in a positive direction on my continuous glucose monitor but then i just felt better so i just want to speak into you know breakfast being such an important part of the day setting the tone for your metabolic health and I always break my fast with a savory meal that contains about 30 grams of protein, healthy fats from avocado or olive oil or other sources, and lots of fiber. So I'm usually eating salads for breakfast or I'm eating roasted veggies that we cooked the night before for breakfast. So I always wanna make sure that I'm hitting those three major food groups. And ideally I want the roasted veggies and the salad, cause I want the green leafies, Plus, I want those really incredible fiber dense roasted veggies as well. And so again, you don't want to be focusing on a sugary meal here. You don't want to be focusing on sugary coffee. You don't want to be focusing on, you know, highly processed breads and muffins, croissants, bagels, all the stuff that can just break down and hit your bloodstream very quickly. You want to set the tone for your metabolism for the rest of the day so that you do not find yourself on a sugar roller coaster. So skip the cereal, skip the toast and jam. Definitely skip the orange juice or any juice for that matter. Even green juices can light you up. (laughs) I have not found a green juice yet, maybe celery juice that won't spike blood sugar, right? So just something to be looking out for. So if you are looking for some amazing blood sugar and hormone loving recipes, I want you to just go and register for the Hormone Release Summit right now and you're going to instantly get my best recipes in my 14-day hormone recipe guide. They're going to get immediately sent to you via email. Plus, you're going to get so many more sexy bonuses coming your way. Now, if you haven't heard... I've been talking a little bit about it. The biggest women's health event is happening in just two weeks. It's my Hormone Relief Summit. We already have over 50,000 women registered. And let me tell you, ooh, it's going to be incredible. So I want to make you one of them right now because 50,000 women cannot be wrong, right? Have you met that many women that are wrong? I haven't. <laughs> Now, if you have a gut feeling that hormones are definitely involved in what you're struggling with right now and you're looking for powerful, sustainable solutions to address your hormone-related issues, I'll tell you what, the medical doctors, I mean, I have the best of the best on this summit and they bring the best of their best. There must be at least, gosh, close to 20 New York Times bestselling authors on the summit and they literally are sharing the best of what they know so that you don't have to read their books. Although you may even own some of those books already. And the event is free. So grab your free ticket today by going to releasesummit.com slash podcast. And if you're thinking of someone right now, you're thinking of your bestie, you're thinking of your aunt, you're thinking of just your colleague who is struggling with mood swings, who's struggling with hot flashes, like she's always fanning herself off or she's dealing with migraines at that time of the month, let her know about this event. I mean, sharing is caring and we deserve to have this type of information. So go and text your friend, let them know what's up. Again, reliefsummit.com slash podcast to register today. And I will have it in the show notes just in case. Now that leads me to number three, the third best way to set yourself up for success, which is remove snacking. You know how I feel about snacking, especially late night snacking. I'll tell you what, Ooh, if you wanna mess up your blood sugar, have some snacks. <laughs> This one is so key because snacking is both a habit and it's potentially due to being on the blood sugar roller coaster. As you know, I'm a big fan of three meal magic because we need to give our bodies a break between meals. And a good break is usually four to five hours during the day. And and the most important break Is the break between your last meal of the day, which is dinner, and sleep? Because you wanna make sure that your body goes into restore mode, into reset mode. And if you are in that process of digesting, man, it messes everything up. So we wanna make sure that you've got at least a three to four hour window between your last meal and when you go to bed at night. Not only will you'll notice better sleep, better deep, restful sleep, better REM sleep, but also you're gonna boost those melatonin levels and you're gonna boost the creation of more mitochondria that's how powerful making sure that you have that gap between the last meal of the day and when you sleep now if there's one thing i recommend over and over and over again is that you try to Give yourself that break between dinner and sleep. And what I love so much about these three strategies is that they're free, (laughs) they're easy to implement, and they will create so much more success when it comes to doing intermittent fasting. So I want you to think about the three strategies I gave you today, right? One, remove snacking. Two, making sure that you break your fast with a savory breakfast. And the first one that I shared with you is making sure that the last meal of your day is high in protein and low in sugar and refined carbs. I feel like there's like a common theme here, which is keep your blood sugar stable. That's just going to set yourself up for success. So if you do decide to cut off eating after 6 p.m., you will make it to the next morning without feeling hangry or irritable or moody, and you get that deep, restful sleep. Plus, all the gains that you get from it, right? You have more metabolic flexibility. You're in fat-burning mode when you wake up. You have more energy because your mitochondria have been cranking overnight. Like there's just so many more benefits. So when I switch to an earlier dinner time, which I did in the last several months, and I walk after dinner, I make sure I don't eat anything else until the next morning. And I have breakfast now. Oh my gosh. It has been the ultimate game changer. I feel stronger. I am busting personal workout records left and right. I'm carrying my son Everywhere because I've got energy to spare. I just feel so much better. So, I just wanted to share this with you. I hope that some of these tips that I gave you, especially the concept of eating dinner earlier, making it slightly smaller and bringing back breakfast. I know this can feel a little controversial, but I promise you, just give it 30 days. See how it goes. See how you feel. And at the summit that I'm hosting, I actually have some of the best experts in intermittent fasting for women in the summit, including Dr. Stephanie Estima and Dr. Mindy Pels, two dear friends of mine, two of the biggest experts in intermittent fasting, especially around our hormones. So again, if you haven't registered yet, go and grab that free path at release slash podcast. I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for listening in on the show today. The show is all about providing tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this episode today, because I'll tell you, it turned me on my head when I started looking at all this research. I have a feeling it's going to turn your bestie on her head too. So take a moment, screenshot the episode, send it on over to them, share it on Instagram. If you do, hashtag hormone CEO. And until the next episode, have an amazing day.